Um, so uh, we have moved the studio. Oh, sure did. And uh, it's off of Mount Laundry. Right. Mount Laundry's still there. Oh, yeah. Mount Laundry's still serving us. Epic, <laughs> epic attitude of not moving. <laughs> She's here to stay. Mountains tend to do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's only the sh- Lord can move this mountain. <laughs> I'm here to tell you right now. It's a she. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we've moved to our bedroom. So we're going to give it a try here. Yeah. <laughs> Any other? Uh, why, are you, why are you laughing? No. Because I'm like a 12-year-old boy sometimes. Oh, like, go we're going to try to do it in here in the bedroom. <laughs> what are we going to do in the bedroom, babe? We're going to record a proper podcast. And that is all. And that is it. <laughs> that is all. So here's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a poet by the name of David White. White. W-H-Y-T-E. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of British, kind of Irish, kind of Scottish. Don't totally know all of his background. Um, I mean, we could probably Google it, but. I'm not going to do that. It's, yeah. You'll get it. And um, my friend Jared and I, for a long time, have wanted to attend one of his uh, retreats. And he's like a poet philosopher kind of guy. And um, he basically just reads poetry into your life. And he like reads poetry over you. Correct. Okay. And then um, through the poetry that he reads, um, sort of life lessons. Um, Mm -hmm. come out of it. And so um, today, so this morning for about an hour and a half, um, I listened in on his um, uh, webinar. Webinar? (laughs) He he is very debonair, P.S. (laughs) I mean, this guy has, he's got some great old man looks. Okay. So. um, And I feel like this would be a great place and time for me to say, I don't know anything about this person. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them. I mm-hmm. really don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Think about, um, so some of you may or may not know this, but I have uh, a Pinterest board called Old Man Blaine. And in it, it is all of these photos, sort of references <laughs> um, of men that I hope to become, yes. look like. Yes, their style, dress, their style, their essence, their aura. Correct. Um, So think, so babe, since you've never seen him. Right. um, But I have seen your Pinterest board. It's like that. Okay. He's like that kind of guy. Okay. Swoopy. Right. Salt and pepper hair. Kind of a weathered face. Yeah. um, You know, this this deep dialect. Um, Anyway, so his, um, these three Sundays, it's all about vulnerability. And so um, I thought... This is kind of a liminal space part two, yeah. I guess, and maybe yeah, yeah, even a yeah. bonus episode that we'll release this week before a normal episode release on Fridays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just thought that since you weren't in the session with me, um, that I thought I'd read some of the things that he spoke about mm-hmm. and we could discuss it in light of some recent events. Yeah. Okay, so he talks about vulnerability um, being, uh, uh, he described it as a wound. And you said that sort of in passing mm-hmm. as soon as you were done earlier today. And I'm like, what does that mean? 
I will tell you. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna need a little more on that. So, what? What? Uh, these are just notes I took. So, yeah. um, he said that the art of following our vulnerability okay. is the way it brings us into the current season of our lives, and sometimes very likely into the current pain of our lives. Okay. So sometimes we think of vulnerability as like telling the truth. Yeah. And that's definitely part of it. He would take it much, 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 much deeper. He's a poet. He's a poet. He can't help sakes. So then he says, stasis and protection okay. and defense mm-hmm. and normalcy yeah. is the way in which we protect ourselves against the world. Do you follow me? I think so. So uh, we go about our lives. We want things to be normal. We have our routines. Yeah. We have our stasis, which is the normalcy. Yeah. Uh, we have the ways in which we protect ourselves. Right. Um, we and- like create order around us sometimes in a way that protects, protects us from experiencing the world. Correct. Or the, okay. Yep. Protects right. us from um, the other, protects us from mm. things that might... Uh, that that might um, question us. or challenge or yep. I see yep 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 and so what he says is that upheaval hold on so protection not in not in like the positive like healthy boundaries kind of way yeah, he's yeah, yeah. more like protecting yourself so that you never have to change uh, okay. so that your your way you of to thinking or being what you're believing yes yep and so he would say that this upheaval. Um, vulnerability, Mm -hmm. um, digging into a vulnerability, um, or even liminal space, which he kind of touched on as well, brings us back into this sort of place of innocence where like, we don't know. Mm. And so, uh, the vulnerability isn't just truth telling, um, liminal space and the upheaval and chaos and things that are happening that are beyond our control. Um, it, it is like this beautiful thing that actually brings us back to a place of innocence where we don't know and now mm. we have to learn. And mm. when, when you're coming, uh, approaching that uh, from a place of innocence, you don't already have this set of things that you're trying to sort of um, like reconfigure so that everything fits back into a normal place. You're like a kid who's yeah. just learning. Yeah, that makes me think that um, our therapist, who saves us all the time, um, had sent me the, a link to this TED Talk. And I'll, later I can go back so we can like include it. But it, this man talks about, um, he's giving this great talk. And it is about how much of the way that we experience the world is predictive. And so you assume that you know what... Um, like what's going to be said or you so much, so much of what you're experiencing is your prediction of what's going to happen versus what is actually there. Mm. And he does like a couple of really great exercises that kind of make that point. But, um, as you were talking, that made me think of that. Like, uh, he goes on to explain that, um, the things that our brains and our minds need in order to learn something new, like that's when we are, are most able to learn is when there is an upheaval or there is something unexpected and what you're predicting, what you're predicting isn't actually what you're able to see that that's not what's happening. 
totally. then your brain's like, what? And so in that confusion is when you can learn something new. Yeah. It's, I mean, it like is, you're not going to learn something new while everything is normal. Yeah. Like it is a, um, what a trainer would say about muscle confusion. Like your muscles don't grow until you start to include activities that confuse your muscle for that to go, oh, I have to do something new so that yeah, I yeah. can actually mm-hmm. like that muscle rips and it gets stronger, but it has to. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So um, um, that is a perfect parallel um, into what uh, David said um, earlier today, which was that the first step of this radical form of vulnerability is stopping everything in the ways that you've been doing right now. <laughs> great. So, David, then, that's great. Well, then he acknowledges, he says, but it just feels like a terrible undoing. A terrible undoing. <laughs> what a beautiful invitation. I'm inviting you to a terrible undoing. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, of course. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was thinking about all of this um, it, with two lenses. Yeah. The first of the what we talked about the other week about liminal space, like mm-hmm. we didn't have control over any of this. Yeah. We woke up one day and the world stopped. Yeah. And said, you can't go to work and you need to stay at home and you need to wear a mask. And that work that you were doing, you can no longer do. Um, and so uh, it is this total like undoing. Um, and I think the other lens is um, a few months ago, I um, felt a lump in my neck. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know, just kind of like there, kind of didn't feel much of it. But like, it was like a little tender, but didn't think like, you know, mm-hmm. what do you think about it? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I, I just stopped thinking about it. And then um, in the last few weeks, I've thought about it more and more and more. And then um, on the night that you cut my hair. Famously cut your hair. Which is such a good haircut. Thank you. I was so nervous. Um, But like we had gone into this evening like, hey, we're going to cut your, you're going to cut my hair. It's going to be fun. It's going to be kind of like college. Yeah. Well, like so silly. Because you did kind of cut my hair in college. Yeah. Um, short stack. Short stacks. <laughs> we didn't use um what the do clippers. You call, the clippers. No. No, no. Back then Plain it was. Plain old just... Fiskers. <laughs> yeah, right. Like what, what you could get at I the mean, old CVS or Myers. Uh, yeah, like whatever craft scissors we had in the drawer. Yeah. Our, yeah. And so I as we were about to get started, I was like, hey, feel this. And you were like, Oh, oh. yeah. Like what did what did you think? I was like, oh yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. And um, I immediately went to a very dark place and started feeling very scared. Yeah. And kind of went white. Yeah. You kind of like disappeared behind your face. And so we cut your hair in. It wasn't as fun as we thought. It was really sort of serious (laughs) and tense. And what we thought would maybe like be a cute podcast was like very like two adult people just like. (laughs) Barely figuring out how to speak to each other oh because there was God. suddenly all this anxiety in the room. Yeah, God, there's so much anxiety in the room. Yeah. So we, um, I called the doctor 
and uh, went in and he was like, oh, yeah, that's it's a bronchial cyst mm-hmm. is the way that he described it. And I was like, oh, OK, well, what is that? Show me some pictures. He's like, it's so easy. We'll like zip it right out. Worst case scenario, you're going to have like a big old um, you might have like a cool neck scar. Oh, OK. And I was like, all right. You're like, that suits me. That's not on my old man Pinterest no, board, no. but I can add that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then, so then uh, they sent me over for an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And then um, I left and the guy at the ultrasound, like I could totally see it. It's like this oval kind of shape. Mm-hmm. It's on, on my left side, nothing on my right side. And then um, and he was very casual, super casual. He's like, you don't need to stay around for results, man. This is going to be you're fine. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like really low key. So like bronchial cyst, ultrasound tech. Yeah. Feeling good. Boom. Out of there. Go to pick up dinner. I'm at Qdoba. A favorite. A favorite. Of A Hogan ours. family favorite. The queso. I can't get enough of it. Um. If you could bathe in the queso. I would. If I also didn't have to eat that same queso, though. Yeah, no, there's a whole, there's a, there's yeah. a queso for bathing and a queso for nachos. <laughs> and I'm in line and I get a call and it looks like from the doctor and it's my doctor. And I'm like, you know, hey. And he says, um, so I'm looking at your ultrasound. And I was like, great. What do you think? He says, it is not a bronchial cyst. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually looks like it is your lymph node. Which I kind of was like, I mean, don't you know what a lymph node is? Well, he had touched it before and said it wasn't a lymph node. So I'm not really clear on to what he didn't know and then does know. It's very... It all went very fast. Of course. Um, And I'm like, well, so does that concern you? And he's like... And his tone changed and he said, I wish it weren't, or he said, I wish it were a bronchial cyst. And I was like, oh boy, swear words. Yeah. A a long line of swear words. Swear words. Um, And so uh, Tuesday of this week, I will go to an ENT and they will take a look at it. And it's very possible that I will have a biopsy. Mm And I... I thought I wanted to talk about this mm-hmm. because, um, like, I don't know what most people do when they feel afraid, um, but I... Oh, yes, you do. I do. What do you think? I mean, well, I'm not, I mean, you, I don't mean that, like, in a chiding way, but, like, I think when most people are afraid, they hide, don't they? There's that great story in Genesis... Um, after, um, the man and the woman eat the fruit and it's in the cool of the garden late in the evening, maybe early in the evening and God goes off for his walk and he says, where are you? Because can't find them. It's the first time you would assume that he can't find them. Where are you? Um, and they were hiding. Mm-hmm. They were hiding. And, I think he knew where they were. Well, yeah, they were hiding. It. Right. Like you're a parent. And you're yeah, like, like you're giving your chance, your kid a chance to be like, here I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so I, I hide. 
Yeah. And um, sometimes I hide in some pretty dramatic and unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I wanted to, to, to talk about it because um, it's a thing that's like, we're not sure yeah. what's the next yeah. step. And um, it could be nothing mm-hmm. or it could be like really. And I, I think I wanted to, to, to talk about it because um, it's a thing that's like, we're not sure yeah. what's the next yeah. step. And um, it could be nothing mm-hmm. or it could be like really. And I, I think I wanted to liminal space is not like a container. Mm. Right. But it's um, a threshold. Yeah. It's something that you walk through. Yeah. And and it's something that's supposed to change you. Yeah. And so I think like, okay, um, how could I use this as sort of a, a uh, like weird performance art? Does that make sense? It's, it's helpful for me to like put it in those terms. Sure. Of like, here I have this sort of um moment mm-hmm. in which to decide like how I'm going to respond to it. Yeah. I I'm s i am i will tell you what though, I'm starting to feel foggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you I tell? see it? Oh I see it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I lost you for a second. Yeah. No, but it's like um when you see the performance art piece, it's like here's this thing, this idea that you've been thinking about, thinking about. Liminal space. Yeah. I mean. And vulnerability and like in preparing for this um class that you had today like all of these ideas they've been like swirling and we've been talking about them so much and then bam literally what sort of feels like out of nowhere and then kind of really fast here's this opportunity to be like oh i wonder if i mean any of this (laughs) like like how can i practice practice and really walk through something and i don't know where it's actually taking me but how can i let it change me um, or see what it wants to, what, how does it want to have its way with me? Yep. Can you say that in a non-sexual way? Have its way with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's obviously what I mean. Right. Um, how can it invite me to something or, or, or reveal something to me or change me and, um, and trying to like, let this be a very very practical, very clear opportunity mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And I think your initial response was, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to uh, disappear. Yeah. I'm I think gonna... for 48 hours, I'm going to say um, all the Fs to everything. Yeah. Everything and... everything I know that is helpful and good and care, I'm going to mm-hmm. not be about that. And um, w- within that time, I'm like, ah. But that's not what I want. That's not what I was created for. That's not what my heart really longs for, which is the question that you were asking us um, about. You know, so I was saying, don't waste the wait. You were saying, well, what are you longing for? What I'm longing for is connection and and wholeness. And um, connection and wholeness doesn't actually um, uh, have anything to do with whether or not I'm going to have this like diagnosis that could be really scary mm-hmm. or a, Hey, you just got like a fat old lymph node. <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> we should all, we should all be so lucky. We, uh, yeah. L- let us take pictures of it. 
Um, that's a fat-ass lymph node. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That will be something. That will be remarkable if uh, another human being who has a doctor. A medical professional a, says that? A correct. We're going to have that he or she on the show. Oh, guaranteed. Um, and so I think I just wanted to, in this sort of like quick little bonus episode, mm-hmm. um, just to say that. Um, We're trying. We're trying. And and I think we all every day have an opportunity to um in our in uh experience vulnerability, a, a, a liminal space, an upheaval of some sort, um a a um I'm trying to think of what's the opposite of stasis. Um like confusion or chaos or mess right which i think we are all experiencing yeah and again to just to be really mindful of what it means to uh walk through the threshold and let that thing change us and so um there was a practice or did you want to say something no i'm probably just repeating myself because i think i mean i think we have watched and we have learned ourselves and um gone through seasons where we would do anything to clutch onto something to not to not let it so that it wouldn't change and so that we didn't have to change Mm -hmm. and to be like i'm gonna hold on to that idea um at all costs to the death or i'm gonna hold on to that relationship even if it takes me down or Mm -hmm. whatever the thing is um and so i think sometimes we like to talk about change or we like to talk about vulnerability, but really, really the idea of letting something change us, it feels terrifying. You know, no. that's like not our nature. No. And um, I think before I get to kind of the practice that or one of the practices that David White suggested, and I think something that I would want to um, suggest to all of us is that at least in our tradition, um, when when men, when people come to this point of crisis, especially like a, a cancer, potentially cancerous diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, invite all of our friends to pray, which we have. Mm-hmm. And what we're mostly praying for is like full health, full healing, all of it. That's what I'm praying for. Mm-hmm. Certainly, right? No. I don't want to be sick yeah, and I don't want to whatever all yeah, of that. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but uh, I'm already aware of the potential um, paths that will be before us when we find out something. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they usually go two ways. Okay. If the person um, who had a scary um, uh, report um, gets uh, a clean bill of health, mm-hmm. we tend to say, um, praise God. We tend to um, like say that God had his hand of protection on us mm-hmm. and um, that we were saved. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then on the other side, if it is, we go, um, all right, well, we need to dig in. We need to pray more. We need to like do the things, you know, obviously like whatever medical things there, there are. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's also a lot of questions that happen. 
um, of like, well, why God? Why here's a perfectly, you know, handsome forty year old <laughs> with a Pinterest board. I mean, he's got a plan. He's got a plan for what he's gonna look like when he's yeah. seventy five. Like, yeah. Why take him right from this planet? Oh my lord! Well, three daughters, a beautiful wife. Um, but it's 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 in it's in that place that that the questions often get asked. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I think I want to be a kind of person that no matter the outcome, that the same amount of thoughtful questions are asked. Does that make sense? I think so. Say so, a little more. Okay. So like I um, get a diagnosis that says, hey, you just got a fat ass lymph node. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> um, what I want that to do is to like take me deeper into myself to go like in the midst of waiting why did i want to disappear so much mm. why what was it that 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 prevented me from um connection mm-hmm. why did i ignore so many of my friends phone calls um mm. because i wanted to talk to them but just like couldn't what was it that i felt like maybe i didn't deserve um that type of connection or that type of belonging Mm -hmm. or 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 whatnot and i feel like whether it's a cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. or a cancer thing Mm -hmm. or it's literally just like every single one of us who is auto work right now and is waiting for a job mm-hmm. that the moment that the thing happens that might be on the positive thing, what I don't want us to do having um, experienced this liminal space is to not waste the threshold that we get to walk through. Yeah. 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 Is yeah, that yeah. making sense? Yeah. Now it does. Okay. Yes. So it's like, right. So if like we only are changed, if we had to wrestle something down negative, in, in some instances. That's sometimes the story that our subculture tells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to be aware that being put in a situation of upheaval, whether it's just limited to this week of us not knowing what the answer is, or whether it's something more serious and longer journey, either way, we're being asked to walk through something. And either way, we're being invited into change and to not miss that if it's um, an easier threshold to walk through. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it's all a threshold. Yeah. And um, that sort of third way thinking Mm -hmm. is, is, um, is what I think David is talking about when it comes to vulnerability. Yeah. That's what it means to be vulnerable, to be vulnerable, to be sensitive, to allow yourself to be completely thrown upside down and to feel um, like wholly innocent again and like trying to figure things out again Mm -hmm. um, with like wide eyed open Mm -hmm. um, and not look at like, how do I put these pieces back together? But like, how do I build something new? Yeah. And uh, apparently, as a poet, only a poet would. 
And this is the worst thing for me, I think, as a seven, a person who um, does not... Um, an Enneagram seven. An Enneagram seven, who even as be, I begin to talk about it, put my shirt you have, you've over covered, my face. I've covered my right. face with I my shirt. I can no longer see your face. Um, he says the gateway is, get this, people, silence. Glorious. <laughs> not impressed? Uh, completely unimpressed. Right. I'm like, give me a, th- like. I need a task to do. Oh, silence. Oh, silence. So yes. he um, took some questions at the end. Mm-hmm. We're winding down here, but he took some questions at the end. And um, uh, someone had just asked, you know, what do I do? Like, I'm trying to figure out my cash flow and my life. And my, what do I do with my 10 year old? And, um, and what, what, do, what do I do with like, the upheaval that's in my life right now in the unknowing mm-hmm. of how things could go such different ways. He, he, he answered um, as all good teachers do mm-hmm. with a question. Darn it. Damn. <laughs> he said, he said this to this, this man, he said, do you have a place you go that is silent? Because the questions that you are asking cannot be answered in the places where they impact you. Hold up. Say it again. Do you have a place you go that is silent? Okay. The questions that you're asking can't Mm -hmm. be answered from the places where they impact you. So like. Oh my goodness. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm I'm like I'm I'm imagining that I'm that man who's like asking these very real questions and and what feels like these are sort of desperate questions that I think a lot of us are asking of like job and all the things that you listed off and he's obviously got a kid you mentioned and all of this and it's like be the answer. I know that's not what he's saying, but I would yeah, be like, this oh guy gosh, wanted like a, something. Yeah, he had a, he had a whiteboard behind him. Oh my goodness. He had like, he looked so stressed. His face looked so stressed. So earnest. All he wanted was an answer. Yes. He wanted someone to tell him what to do. And he, but freaking David White did. Did he though? I mean, yes, of course he did, but say more because I'm just feeling so. And this is also the thing he kept repeating himself. Who did? David White. I mean, he's a poet. That's what they do. Do you have a place? (laughs) You go that is silent. Because the questions that you ask can't be answered where they impact you. So coming into the body and into the breath, you must work yourself out from there rather than working from the problems inside. So working from the internal oh, yeah, yeah, space yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. I know. Right. Oh, I mean, of course. Okay. Then he quoted William Blake. He said, you must find a moment in every day that Satan cannot find you. What does that mean? I mean, I feel like I know what it means, but I don't know what, what it, means. it means. I don't know. I mean, find a place, say it again, find a place in the day. Find a moment in every day that Satan cannot find you. Can't get to you. He can't get to you. He can't get to you with these problems and these fears and these anxieties because you're Mm -hmm. silent. Mm -hmm. 
And you're like, yeah, you're like in the holiest of holy. It's not right. a temple. And that's the thing that like, mm, okay, just quick little soapbox. Namaste. <laughs> I know it's like some Christians got an issue with that. The, I'm going to, what, you're shaking your head at me? No. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go I know. There. I think this is adjacent, but it's, carry on. Well, I don't know if I can do anything other than adjacent things. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste is what? Isn't it like the light in me acknowledges the light in you? Yeah. Or or another way to say it would be, I greet the God in you. Yes. And certainly. Not to say the, that there's you're the Eastern, a God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's this namaste. There is this imago day that like there's yeah. a God in you and the God that goes before. Well, you're reflecting. Yeah. The, well, and the, it's the, it's the, it's that, it's the Gaelic, you know, the God before you, the God behind you, the God above you, the God below you, the yeah. God to your side, the right to your left, the God within you. Yes. And the, what he is saying is that it's in that silent place. It's the God that is in, within you. Yeah, yeah. That is the place um, that Satan cannot find you. And I think that those are like, I think that's what he's saying. That's where all the answers are. Mm-hmm. And I am that guy. I am that I am that guy that has got the spreadsheet who's talking about profit and who's talking about cash flow and talking about what he's gonna do with his kids. Um, and then I, you know, I get an answer like that and I'm like, ugh, no, I don't I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Turns uh, out we're in a pandemic and you absolutely have time for it. Yeah. Turn. Yep. Yep. And so he also said this, that um, you cannot arrange the stress away. Ooh. You cannot plan it away. You cannot to-do list away. You can't... You can't busy it away. Nope. You can't perform it away. Nope. Oy. It is just a silent, vulnerable threshold that you walk through with some form of innocence, if you can muster... And that as you do, you're embodying a place where a minute change. I think that's like the whole point is like, we think we're looking for like the, the grand new plan, the like the thing that's going to 12, not the oh, 12 steps are amazing, but the yeah, yeah. Um, like we're looking for that thing. And he's like, no, it's like right inside of you. And and um, just a minute change can have enormous outward consequences for good. Yeah. Which I think is like something as small as choosing to connect. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's this it's all the things that are like the scary things. It's like the it is the turning off our phone and it's or shutting things down and or it's picking up the phone. Um, or it's like looking the person you and me, in the eye. Picking up the phone. Right, right, right. It's, yeah, yep. making the call. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I just wanted to kind of do a liminal space 2.0 as we ourselves are like walk, feel like, you know, if liminal space is like the upheaval. Here's yeah. another one. But it's also an invitation uh, of a threshold to walk through. And so, um, you know, we'll be updating as we go on um but we thought that this would be important to share um because um 
I think as we started this podcast and we said we were makers, um, we are trying to make uh, an, uh, make art, but our life also is the art. Mm-hmm. And so we want to, to share that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's something. Here's something is brought to you by Studio 8. Please comment and subscribe.